0: everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly podcast. I'm one of your two co hosts, Michael Branville. And as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How are you Good doing? Good morning.
1: Jay? How are Showing you? Our
0: love for the Vikings. Yep. And, and, the Bells, and one of here. my
1: favorite bands, Cheap Trick. And,
0: and, 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 and I'm supporting <laughs> my ELO. Um, before, before we get rolling here, um, I want to once again, huge shout out and lots of love. To Hypebot and Bands in Thank Town you, for everything you do to support this podcast, head over to hypebot.com and bands in town dot bands in town dot com. <laughs> Um, you need to be on both those websites.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: I also want to remind everybody, today's podcast is brought to you by Banzoogle. And by the way, did you see the news? Banzoogle yes. just launched fan clubs.
1: Yes. Yeah, I'm we, eager we, to. take We a heard look on at the that. show it was coming, and, and now and, it's
0: out. And guess what? Commission free. <laughs> 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 I love, the fact love that it's all commission free over Bandzoogle. Yeah. But Bandzoogle brings you the Music Biz Weekly podcast every week from garage bands to Grammy winners. Bandzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. Their simple step-by-step system will get you online in minutes choose from dozens of mobile friendly templates, then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. Built for musicians, by musicians, Banzoogle has all the features you need for your website and EPK already built in, including, we just mentioned the brand new fan club subscriptions. They have a merchant download store to sell your music and merch commission free, a tour calendar for promoting your shows and selling your own tickets commission free. They have their own built-in mailing list tools, so you don't have to use a third-party mailing list provider. It's right there within BandZoogle. Integrations to pull in content from all of your other services like Twitter, YouTube, and SoundCloud, and, of course, live support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. Plans start at $8.29 a month, which includes hosting and your own free custom domain name. Go to bandzoogle.com to start your 30-day free trial And be sure to use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. It's Banzoogle.com, promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY.
1: And if I can make a quick little comment on Banzoogle before we move on, I have now built two sites. It was so, it's drag and drop. It's so easy. And I had a couple of questions. Their support is lightning fast, super friendly. Um, you know, I'm I'm not just a you know the president. I'm a member, or however that hair club thing goes. Right, um, right, right. You know, I I really I've used it. It works. It works well. And of course, with the announcement today, um, that we kind of had some inside baseball information on you know when they were on the program. Um for those who maybe were burned by other, you know, crowdfunding companies, now you've got another option and built in to your website. Yeah, and
0: we we, we didn't mention that in the in the little blurb. They they just recently launched their own crowdfunding platform as well. So listen, it's sort of a one stop shop. Everything you as a musician are gonna need it's built into their web their website platform. Yeah,
1: it's pretty cool. Cool, cool, cool.
0: Um, so we're kind of flying solo this week, and we're we're improvising because my MacBook is, I think, on its <laughs> last legs. It is a 2013, so it's the longest wow. I've ever worked with one lap. They had, laptop. They had computers crazy. back then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, part of it was I kept waiting and waiting for Apple to either release a touchscreen MacBook or get the iPad up to par of a laptop. I don't know if we're ever going to get the touchscreen laptop. Um, and the iPads are almost there, but not quite, especially when it comes to things like, I use iMovie heavily for editing this show and my other show and, and you know client videos. Well, the iMovie app on an iPad, is a crippled version compared to the desktop version. It's a lot of features are missing from it. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of useless to use iMovie. I mean, yeah, okay, if you want to just upload a video of your you daughter, basic stuff. it's great, but um, the rest of it's like, you know, that that's what I've been waiting for is give yeah. iPad full feature app you know, across the board. And whether that's a Photoshop is finally coming out, I think this year at some point. So, but it's not quite there yet. And, you know, and now I'm sitting here like, God, my MacBook is probably dying. It's freezing up. It's shutting down. Do I buy a new one? Because frankly, I do need something. I can't do it all on. I can do about 80 to 90% on my iPad, which I'm recording on right now. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But heavy editing and creative, creative stuff,
1: yeah, it's a little not bit more yet. of
0: a challenge on an iPad. Yeah, yet.
1: it is. It is.
0: Yep. So, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're improvising today. Jay's recording, and, and I'm sort of in the guest seat here. <laughs> um, but, you know, I thought I've always loved one of the aspects of the Music Biz Weekly podcast was talking about our real world experiences using tools the good and yep. the bad of stuff. Right. Learn from other people's experience, whether it's yeah. a good experience or a bad experience. I mean, learn from their mistakes. So I'm, I'm working with a client right now, and I, I won't mention them by name, but they um, set up a, a an album for pre-order that went live, supposed to go live, on July 12th, about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, did it through CD Baby, you know, listen, I've, I've used CD Baby, TuneCore, DistroKid. All of them. You know, all of them. And, and, you know, they're all pretty much the same when it comes to getting your music out there. You know, um, you can set up a, a, an instant gratification track, you know, get one track now when you pre order it. But, you know, the pre order goes up not just to Apple, but it goes to Amazon, Amazon MP3. The single gets pushed out to, you know, all of the streaming services, all this other stuff. Well, in this case, it didn't happen. And, and and what happened was on July 12th, when the pre-order launched, it only went out to Apple Music and iTunes. Nothing on Spotify, nothing on Amazon. And, and as you and I were talking pre-show here, there's hundreds of other DSPs around the world. The majority of them you'll never be able to see and use yourself because they're territory-specific. They restrict IP access. Right. But, you know, I did a quick search on Google Play, nothing up on Google Play, nothing on Deezer. Um, at that point, you pretty much got to assume it didn't go anywhere except Apple Music and iTunes but when you set up and we've done this again many of our viewers and listeners know this you just click one link that says distribute to everybody right that's it one one checkbox says go to everybody around no the restrictions world. no restrictions and every time i've done that in the past it's never been an issue no restrictions it's up there it's out there You go set up your smart URL and drop in all the ones you want to promote. and You're all set and you're going and, you know, you get your press release out here. And it's like, okay, you can go preview the track on Spotify, whatever you, you, all of that. Well, July 12th, their pre-order goes out, and it only goes up to Apple Music and iTunes. And I'm immediately, one of the things I always do with clients is, and you are the same way, um, I check everything, right? I went, you know. So on July twelfth, I'm logging in and I'm going. It's not on Spotify. It's not on Amazon. Uh Better search. It's not here. It's not here. Um, Hey, artist, you better get in touch with CD Baby because you've used them as your distributor for years, and ask them what's going on. This is urgent because we've now pulled the trigger. We've got a press release that. Is ready to go out do we hold it until we fix it, the problem or do we eventually send it out knowing there is no fix for this um, the challenge here is and, and and this is an example of CD baby but it's the same on most of them most of our clients most of our listeners you're not going to be able to get a dedicated rep you know unless right. you're, a if you're a label analyst. maybe yeah.
1: you know or a maybe. management company with many artists maybe but you're right they they have limited resources and we're not picking on CD resources. baby i, yeah,
0: it's I completely all, all understand that they they can't provide resources to 50,000 artists um so you end up going through the knowledge base and the faq and submitting a uh, ticket crossing wriggle. your fingers that the ticket gets read within the next week and somebody replies to it well they did a little Google search and they found a phone number for CD Baby. And they were able to get somebody on the phone and support and talk to them. And, you know, CD Baby's like, yeah, you know what? You set this up right. You did everything right. It should have gone out everywhere. But it didn't. And it didn't. We don't know why. But we'll try and resubmit it to Amazon to expedite getting it up onto Amazon as quick as possible here.
1: Okay and that's I, Amazon
0: well that's Amazon. What about the hundred others that are out there that aren't what about the key players? what about Google Play what about Deezer? what about Pandora? what about Spotify? Okay right. you know I'm not too worried about the service in Brazil and the the DSP in India right now you don't have a fan base there it's not a it's no loss if that doesn't happen but these major core ones, yeah, you need them because as as I mentioned you know part of the routine is, you quickly set up a smart link, smart URL, right. with all of this stuff, and that becomes the one URL you use. Well, now you can't populate. it. There's nothing to populate.
1: Right. And for those that don't know, Michael, just briefly, like when you say smart URL, you know, if if someone doesn't know what that term is or hasn't built one of those, uh, talk a little bit about it, what that it, means.
0: It, it, it's a it's a smart URL is similar to what you're used to from all sorts of websites. It's a short URL. It's a short... So instead of copying, pasting the long URL to Spotify or the long URL to iTunes and then pasting that and sending that out to your fans, you create a smart URL. And there's there's multiple services that do this. You create a smart URL and what it does is that one URL creates a landing page, basically, where you've got links to... Apple Music, Apple iTunes, Deezer, Spotify, whoever you want. Yeah, you can, you, you can prioritize it. You you can right, right. SoundCloud, NoiseTrade, whoever you want. What you do is market and promote the short URL. And anytime you need to change something, you change it in the smart URL backend. Right. And it doesn't impact any links. No links change, no links break. But one of the <clears> real <throat> important features here is. If you've got fans who are in Europe and you send them the link to the iTunes US store, they won't be able to purchase. They're going to have to switch store locations back to their country to get to it. Smart URLs are smart enough to sense where you're at, where the person clicking the link is residing, and automatically, seamlessly redirects them to the proper. Yeah. spotify the proper itunes the proper amazon the whole for their thing.
1: territory so, yeah that's exactly
0: because i've seen so many artists who are like it's an artist in germany that on facebook here's the link to pre-order it on amazon i click it and it opens up amazon germany and i'm yeah. like i'm not ordering from amazon <laughs> germany <in $30." laughs> well you can't read <laughs> it anyway
1: yeah right and it's just
0: like so you know you that's, that's a... what smart URLs do yeah they're, they're really great tools for that and, and
1: one thing I'm just sorry, Michael, one one just last thing. And we've talked about this before. The only thing I would add to that is that you also get the the intelligence on the back end to see where yeah. that traffic went. And that's really you important, can, too.
0: Yeah, you can you can look at the stats and go, well, gee, 75 percent of my fan base goes to Google Whatever. Play. Yeah. And hardly any are going to Spotify. I don't know. But you'll get that data. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so so you. It, it the fact that all of these services didn't get populated really throws a wrench into a marketing rollout because when that pre-order goes live, that's basically the starting gun. The race is off now. That's right. You're 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 now out there in public and you're racing and you've got limited amount of time because in one month your album's going to get released. So you got one month window here to get everything done. Well, you can't, because somehow CD Baby, as a distributor, has a bug, which they've now admitted. um, They've discovered that other people have had this same problem as well. You start wondering, is this going to get resolved? Will my album go live when it's supposed to go live? Um, Right. I'm I'm sensing (laughs) it, it will, because... Because when you go into Spotify, it's Spotify for artists. Says, "Hey, artists, I see you've got a new album coming in three weeks. Let's start talking about submitting songs to playlists." Right. So obviously, it's in their system, but they didn't get the single to post early. You yeah. just got the album to post all at once. So it totally throws a curveball, and and uh, you know the the the. End result of all of this long-winded conversation here is it's another reason why you have to do some of this legwork yourself. Right. Do not assume that any digital distributor is just automatically taking care of it and it's That's all right. good. That's right. You have to, the day your <clears throat> pre-order goes live, you have to hit Apple Music, you have to hit iTunes, Spotify, and again, there's a million of them out there, but these are the core ones. Google Play, Deezer, Pandora. Look. Yeah. Go search for your artist name. Yeah. See what the page looks like. See if the song is there. See if it's the right title. See if it's the right file. You've got to hit the play button. You've got to make a purchase, a pre-order you need to do it all yourself because That's if right. you don't, you might not know that everything's fucked up in the back it's end. It's
1: so important. And, and you and I talk about this. We all have our own systems for this. For example, I've got a checklist and we were talking before for any instant grat focus track that we put out, any album, EP, even a video premiere, we put it into our calendar. So now we know, okay, this Friday, this thing is going to hit. And then you get up in the morning with your checklist. And not only do you do all the things that you said, which is spot on, you check, you know, your DSPs and YouTube and, and all of the, the right things, but you purchase it. If it's available for download, download that track. D- does it have the right metadata attached? Is it the right what, version? What does
0: it look like? Well, you know, when you purchase it from iTunes and you don't have to purchase it from every DSP, pick one. Amazon, usually sh- it, it should be consistent across the board. So if you pick Amazon or you pick iTunes or Google and you purchase the, purchase the music, look at what it looks like in your music player, yeah. meaning right. what does the data show? Does it show the proper song name, proper artist name, the year of release, the genre, is the artwork there? Yep. Is all of that correct?
1: And it will be most of the time, but I was telling you that I found a DSP last week that the artist name was listed correctly on like the first three tracks. And in the fourth one, it, it didn't say the artist name. It said another name. And when I contacted the DSP, they had pulled that metadata and it pulled the writer of the song instead of the performer. But by going in and downloading it, going in and look at your, you know, a streaming service and see... You look at how it's presented, like you just said. Is the metadata correct? Is the cover correct? That kind of thing. But click play. And if you are in a streaming service, play it all the way through. If you play just a few seconds of it, it's going to look like a skip, right? So play that thing all the way through. Download it if it's available for download. And I always buy a physical copy um, of my releases just so I can look. Is the artwork correct? Is the packaging correct? You know, all of that thing. And I'm telling you, you'd be surprised at how many times we find issues.
0: Well, you're right. I mean, the vast majority of the time, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. This whole double checking process will be done in five minutes, honestly. I mean, good, 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 good. Awesome. It's that one time (laughs) when it's not right. And it's usually not just. Oh, it's just a little minor screw-up that you're like, oh, okay, you know, there was a little typo on our side when we put the song title in. That's not the DSP's fault, that's our fault. Is it going to make or break the release? No, it's not. But when you've got something like this issue that we ran into with CD Baby, um, that's big. That, you know, that, we, myself and the client, we were having constant calls about, okay, do we delay the press release announcement because, you know, it's not anywhere to listen it's not or, 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 you know, we ended up having, here's what I told them. I'm like, okay, when we do the press release, usually a Spotify link is good enough. You know, press will go click a Spotify link, but that's not there. And I don't want to assume and force everybody into Apple music. Usually it's like, if you give them three or four DSPs, they can find the one they use, click it and listen to your music. So I'm like, you gotta go upload this track to SoundCloud. Let's make it a private link. Let's put the private link into the smart URL. So now when, when Press gets this, they can at least go to SoundCloud and listen to this free of charge with no logins, no nothing. Because again, you don't wanna make people jump through hoops. And, and if your only option is the only place you can listen to it is on Apple music well
1: there's no free not tier
0: everybody not everybody is an Apple music right user. and they and
1: they don't have a free tier and Spotify does whether you agree yep. with that or not the barrier to entry is what you're talking about here you want to make it as simple as possible they click one button and they listen to it if you make them have to go run an errand download
0: something or install it, create yeah. a new account they're not going to no. do it for you it's just they're not going to. Right. So, you know, we we were, we were spent a week re-strategizing what do we do, you know, and, and, and part of it was also, you know, I was going to submit their song to some third-party playlist owners and stuff like that. Of course, we were going to also submit it to Spotify. Sure. But the song's not there. I mean, the client's like, well, when do we start our Spotify promotion? I go, frankly, we probably can't start Spotify promotion until the album is released now. Yeah. Because... What are we going to, what, you know, what am I going to pitch? Hey, go listen to the song on SoundCloud. If you love it, come back on August 23rd. (laughs) It'll be live. Then you can add it to your playlist. Right. Well, well, I keep thinking,
1: I keep thinking what would have happened had you not done the store check. Right. So, and I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who don't do store checks. So, it goes up only on Apple Music and iTunes, and you're wondering why, you know, maybe you don't have the number of streams that you were supposed to have or you thought you were going to have. Well,
0: or... I, I, I imagine what, hap- what would happen, and I've seen this from the outside as a fan, so it's quite possible this is what's happening. You as the artist assume it's everywhere, so you're promoting everywhere. Yeah. Hey, go and check And it's a it bad go, customer go, experience. Yeah. You know, yeah, add it to your playlist on Spotify. Well, you get one fan comment, and depending on how large your fan base is, you may not get a lot of alert that there's something wrong.
1: might take a you minute. Make it
0: no, you may get no comments back. Yeah. You might get one random fan that goes, hey, I can't find it on Spotify. Well, you know, a lot of times, depending on your workload and how busy you are, you're like, it's just one fan. They can't figure it out. Uh, I'll, I'll, it's, I'll deal with it, but it's not a priority. We'll look at it this weekend. Um, and you're just promoting a way, but you're promoting stuff that doesn't exist. Yeah. And that, that's a waste of your efforts. That looks, reflects bad on you. Again, granted, it's not your fault because somebody, the DSP screwed this up, but it is your name and you're the one that they come to saying, why can't I add this? Why can't I buy it? You know, I can't tell you how many times I'm like, you know, emailing an indie label going hey this album is out now why can't i buy it on itunes
1: yeah why can't i find it
0: why can't i find it you want to sell vinyl only that's no because you've got vinyl d cds digital download listed in the description yet there's no digital download anywhere yeah and i get
1: yeah and i talked to you know the indie um record store community and because sometimes people get so caught up in the, the streaming, um, we, we call it being Spotify drunk sometimes, that, you know, if you talk to some of these people who run these great independent stores like Terry Currier who has Music Millennium, for example, he'll tell you that people come in the store all the time and they'll say, hey, I want to get that, that CD by that, that band I heard. And they're like, ah, yeah, it's, it's, it's only available for streaming. And they leave so much on the table. And I think that it's a whole nother discussion, but making sure that you've got a plan when you're putting out music to to really know who your audience is and to reach that audience. And don't forget your local independent retailers because there's still a lot of them and they're, they're still selling a lot of music and they're kind of the recommendation engine, so to speak. So if you, if you can afford, you know, if you're DIY, I know that can be challenging. But, you know, we had a guest on last week who talked about, you know, it's a low barrier uh, to entry now, um, you know, with the DIY crowd. If you want to get vinyl and, you know, maybe not vinyl if you're starting out, but certainly CD. You certainly know.
0: CDs. And you know what? And you don't have to have a distributor for your physical goods. I mean, if you're in wherever you live, you know, make a list of the local record stores where you live. And go into each and every one of them. I've never encountered a record store that wouldn't take a few things on consignment. I, I haven't either. So they, they want to support
1: you, local music. They
0: want they want it. So you print up a hundred CDs. You go to your, you know, half a dozen local um, stores in your area, or maybe the town next door, and you leave two or three with each one on consignment. Yeah. You know, there you go. You, you don't need to think about distribution worldwide. Yet. Especially if you're not performing worldwide, if you're not touring worldwide, if you're not getting worldwide radio exposure or, you know, if all you're doing is playing locally, don't worry about it. Yeah. And then you have something for your merch table.
1: Right. You know, if you print up some things, you've you've got some there, too. But I think, you know, to get back to the the point here, uh, it's crucial to have a strategy for release date. Whatever it is, you know, whether it's a video that you're putting out, whether it's a instant grat focus track, EP album, whatever it is, and make sure that, you know, we we talked about this a little pre-show that it's not always on the day of release. Uh, Release dates are typically Friday, but if you go on to some of these services at 9 p.m. West Coast time um, on the Thursday prior, a lot of the stores are turning over and you can spot early issues then. And, and so, and so you can it. deal
0: with them right away first thing on Friday yeah. morning. Yeah. You 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 you've got to do this, you know, it's it's not necessarily fun work, but you have to double check everything. When you go into these these DSPs and you pay your 30 bucks and it's just one click, it's great because 99% of the time it works flawlessly and it's never an issue. If you're that one percent you got some issues to figure out here and what does it mean to your whole release? And, you know, and it, I think I shared this with you a couple years ago. Here's a perfect example of some of, of a big artist who discovered a problem. Sebastian Bach released an album years ago and it was like, I don't know, a year, two years ago that, He made a post on his Facebook going, oh, my God, I just went and listened to my album, this album from 2011 on iTunes, and it's the wrong mix.
1: Yeah.
0: You're like, okay, it took you how many years to discover this?
1: Yeah. You've been
0: selling the wrong mix.
1: And we had an issue, I don't know if you were, you might remember this, Michael, because I think you might have still been working with the Kiss Camp at the time. I was at Universal and they put out that I think it was a four disc set of all of the live albums yeah. um, and when it went up on iTunes, I went in as a store check and I was going to listen to it. I noticed it was a $1.99 for the entire set. And we contacted Apple and within hours we had it fixed it was fine but there i think we had, they sold i'm guessing here but i know it was a lot well i shouldn't say a lot it was like in the hundreds of sales that people got it for a $1.99 for this four disc set but it just amplifies the point that this can happen to the big boys this can happen to the DIY crowd that's why you do the store checks
0: yeah yeah you have to do this because inevitably there's going to eventually be a problem you know your first six releases went off without a hitch you go through the same routine with release number seven and it just doesn't work this time
1: you gotta check Uh,
0: you know you gotta check you gotta you know and and you know my advice to my client was listen it's cd baby i hate to i hate to be sort of you know slapping you with reality but unless you make a lot of freaking noise, they're not going to pay attention to you and your issue here. So don't just put one ticket in and then just sit back and wait two weeks for them to respond. Email them tickets every day, hit them up on Twitter every day, hit them up on Facebook, wherever you are, keep doing it until somebody acknowledges you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. These indie because distributors you've got, you've got, go ahead. You've
0: got to make, you've got to make noise with the distributor when, right. when you're dealing with you know, 50,000 artists and a customer service team that might be half a dozen people. That's it, you know, that's you it. Know. These
1: indie distributors have so many artists on their service that, you know, there are some clients that are small labels that have big selling records and they kind of take priority, right? And if you're yep. a management company and you have a roster of artists and then it gets down to the individuals, the, the guy like, you know, a DIY person who puts out, a release that's not a super high volume high priority for them i mean sure they care about their customers but you're absolutely right you gotta you gotta ring the bell you gotta, you gotta get make, in there.
0: you gotta make noise i mean I, I you know i've i've seen this when i've worked at companies where the ceo comes in and's like you know random artist abc do whatever you got to do i want to stop hearing from them yeah i don't want to hear from their manager i don't want to hear from whoever I stopped them from calling me solve their problem. Yeah. That's making so much noise that finally somebody says, just shut them up. Yeah. It's basically what they want to do. They want to shut you up, but in order to do that, they got to fix your problem. Yeah. That's if right. you don't make, if you don't make that noise, you may not get the resolution. We may not have, Been able to finally open the eyes of CD Baby to realize, boy, this is a bigger problem than one artist. Now, this they've started to look at other tickets and they realized other artists have had this same problem. Yeah, wow, you know, maybe maybe you did a little good, you know, with your release in that you opened their eyes to a problem that needs to be fixed because you know, how long has this been going on? We don't know,
1: right? And this is CD Baby this could happen with any distributor Anything. and and not and we're not talking any do it yourself kind of distributor this could happen with warner music group or universe this could happen and i've seen it happen the, these are systems these are people inputting data mistakes sometimes happen glitches sometimes happen but you have to have a strategy for it And then you won't be caught with your pants down. You can go in there on release date, make sure you check all these things off, and then you'll sleep better at night.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, please. I mean, we've always said you've got to double-check anything that people do. Go check your websites. Don't just leave it to chance. Go go, go check all your social networks. That's right. Don't just assume because eventually something happens with a computer system that um, it hiccups and it breaks. That's right. So, and, and, and listen, I'm not, th- don't take this in any way to say don't use CD Baby, because this isn't this isn't an issue. I mean, yes, it was their problem, but I'm, it's, it's not. It's one example. I mean, it's one example. As you've said, you, you had the same example working with Universal <laughs> and iTunes. So, yeah. uh, it happens. you know, the, these distributors have great systems set up that when they work, most of the time they do. It's easy. It's flawless. You can count on it. it. Just be ready. Sometimes something gets screwed up, and yeah. you good if advice. you don't know if you don't know about it, it's going to look pretty. You're going to feel pretty foolish having spent a month promoting something that wasn't there. Yeah, good advice. Um, all right, there you go, people. Music yeah Biz Weekly podcast, another week, brought to you by, Banzugo. Brought to you by Bands in Town yeah. and HypeBot.com. And of course, please leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we always want to hear from you. So appreciate it. that's it. We're out of here next week. Build
1: a stunning band website in minutes with Bandzoogle. Go to Bandzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription.